This is Sports Jam. I'm Doug Doyle. I have a very special guest today on the show. Bye Bye Barry premieres November 21st exclusively on Prime Video. The revealing documentary from NFL Films. It's the definitive story of Barry Sanders' Hall of Fame career and the extraordinary decision for the Detroit Lions running back to walk away from the game while in his prime. We'll never see somebody like Barry Sanders again. It was lightning from the first snap that he took. Because of that, Detroiters were just all in. For this second, he's here. And then 1,001, he's not here anymore. He's over there, and you're tackling air. Normal joints don't move the way Barry Sanders' joints move. I'm sorry. How do you juke people, get to the end zone, and just give the ball to the ref? He's so humble, and it's real. He just wanted to play football. This guy did something special every single Sunday. He gave Detroit a sense of hope that the city desperately needed. It's a privilege to be one of the players that will help restore the roar. Ryan Sanders, Detroit is back! We had the greatest running back that ever played the game. But then, something happened. Shocking announcement has thousands of fans feeling flustered. Barry Sanders will retire, not with the press conference, but with a statement. He sends a fax Fax machine? Everybody's trying to figure out why. What the F are you doing? Joining us to talk about Bye Bye Barry is the executive producer of the film, the veteran NFL films director, and 13-time Emmy Award winner, Ken Rogers. Ken, welcome to Sports Jam. Well, thanks for having me. Always great to talk with you. Football world doesn't know enough about Barry Sanders, right? One of the greatest running backs of all time, but such a mystery. We're not going to reveal it on this show the reasons why he left the game. You're going to have to watch the documentary to find that out. But he's a fascinating figure, isn't he? He's fascinating um, in that he represents everything we say we want in our athletes, everything we say we want our children to to act like. Uh, but it's it's not what we actually cheer for. Here was a guy who was quiet, loved to be a team player, didn't chase personal glory, walked away when he felt it was right rather than, uh, you know, chasing uh, titles and uh, glory. He played because he loved the game. And that's what we teach our kids in America, right? Well, no, no, no. It's about enjoying it. It's about the teamwork. It's a, It's not about personal recognition. And it turns out that when someone was like that, we don't understand them. And we've never really understood Barry Sanders because of that. And this film is a real look uh, and an attempt to understand that personality and why he did what he did, why he was the way he was. And really, it turns a mirror back on us as a society and, and asks us, why was this not good enough? Why, why were so many people clamoring to figure out why he walked away? And why were people so upset that he walked away? Um, he was only probably a year away from becoming the all-time rusher and, and passing Walter Payton. Why would you not do that? Everyone says that, well, uh, you know, it's about playing the game. But in reality, all of us probably would have chosen to keep going for personal glory. Um, so he's he's a mystery in that he's not like the rest of us, is the answer to your question. So many of the Hall of Famers would 
go one or two more years with another team just to keep it going. You know, so we don't understand that completely. And, and that's what's fascinating about this film. But 24 years after his decision to walk away, NFL Films joined the 55-year-old now, Barry Sanders, and his four sons on a trip back to England to explore his career and revisit his upbringing. Tell us about the decision to film this in England. It was really to to us the hook of why we wanted to revisit this period. Um, Barry Sanders <laughs> was always a mystery, as we just discussed. But maybe the most mysterious thing he ever did was how he retired. He didn't go and have a press conference. He didn't tear up and talk about his teammates. He didn't even talk to his franchise, the Detroit Lions. He talked to a reporter who was a childhood friend from the Wichita Eagle and submitted a statement to the Wichita Eagle in Kansas. And then instead of going to Detroit Lions training camp and having a press conference, instead of going on Sports Center and talking about it on ESPN, instead of doing a radio interview, he went to the airport, he got on a plane, and he went by himself to London, England, and walked around by himself for two weeks without contacting anyone in the sports world. And so there was this vacuum of Barry Sanders retired. Well, what did he say? Well, I, no one knows because he's missing. Um, <laughs> it just struck us as something that would blow the internet up today if you know if today's social media world existed, the where is Barry? <laughs> You know, memes would be unbelievable. The guy just got on a plane and went to another country and spent two weeks kind of just hanging out in the hotel room, walking around London, seeing the city. And he revisits with his four sons in this film to talk about what he was doing there and what his mindset was and why he walked away. So we felt like bringing him back to that moment, literally bringing him back to that time he ran away bye-bye Barry, to London would be a great way to get into the film and make you uh, make Barry more reflective on why he did that. And it turns out, I think, to be really great uh, scenes and moments with him and his sons back in London, like he like he was hours after announcing his retirement. It's a crazy story to imagine somebody just leaving the country after retiring and not having a press conference. It's very frustrated playing for a losing team. Is this a bargaining ploy? My dad was opinionated. It was tough to experience that. He would tell Barry, he'll never be better than Jim Brown. He was affected by guys who got hurt. When his teammates suffer serious injuries. Nobody walks away at the peak of their powers like this. There has to be something else. Marker. It's a great decision to take him back to London. It kind of reminds me when you have the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, great Rocky Blyer, when they took him back to Vietnam and, and had him tell his story from those fields and the emotion that, that came out. Now, for those who have followed Barry Sanders' career and have seen some other film footage of what uh, he went through. 
his relationship with his father was a very contentious one. Never good enough for dad. Who would ever think that? He he was always compared to Jim Brown, you know, with, by his dad. And and there's a debate that could go on forever. Who was who was better, Jim Brown or, or Barry Sanders? And Jim Brown was a guest here on Sports Jam. Barry Sanders wasn't. So I can't even give you my opinion from talking to, to both. But I do know when I watched Jim Brown, he jumped off the, the, you know, the page and the films. Same thing with Barry Sanders. But the fact that he is, has four sons now and had that relationship with his father, I'm really curious to see how that relationship with his sons, how that has developed through the years. It's... Uh... At its heart, a father-son story, um, as many are. But this one is so unique in that the star athlete isn't really the star of the family. <laughs> uh, his father, William Sanders, is is in many ways the star of this film. Every time he's on screen, you're 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 drawn to him. You're fascinated by him. the The point of view he has on his son is so unique. It, 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 there is pride there. There is um, love there. And, and yet there is a, a belief in himself as a father that <laughs> supersedes everything. You know, he says things in the film, like uh, why is Barry special? Cause he's my son. That's what makes him special. And <laughs> you think, wait, what are you talking about? Um, you know, he always proclaimed himself William Sanders, the father, proclaimed himself the second best running back of all time behind Jim Brown, even though he just ran as a Pop Warner and high school football player. He, until Barry Sanders' Hall of Fame announcement speech, contended that Barry was the third best running back of all time behind his hero, Jim Brown, and be behind himself, who he considered himself as a father, the second best running back of all time. And it's it's partly tongue in cheek, but it's partly no. Remember who you are. You're my son. And the the belief that he had um, in himself and in his son, it, it it just jumps off the screen whenever you see him. And and I think people that watch this film will understand Barry not just through Barry's words, but through his father's words and actions. Not just the family, as always is the case with great documentaries, always insight from not even sports figures, Eminem, Jeff Daniels, Tim Allen. And then you have, of course, the football players, you know, Emmett Smith and Herman Moore, Rodney P. Chris Spielman. But it's, it's and you even have Bill Belichick in, in, in it. So, I mean, you dig deep when, when it comes to, to getting these guests. Was there a common theme that you saw from everybody when they referred to Barry? One word. Wow. They they just were wowed by Barry Sanders. Um, and in some ways, the non-football players are are, are the, the closest to us as fans. You wouldn't think that Eminem or Jeff Daniels is is you know, they're just like us. But when they watched Barry Sanders, they were just like us. They they were just fans. They weren't they weren't superstar singers or actors. They're fans of Barry and they express it in, in a way that football players and teammates don't. Uh, those players knew Barry as a person, whereas Eminem, Jeff Daniels, Tim Allen, these people saw 
Barry as a as a fan, and so their their wow factor jumps off the screen. You can you can I mean it's amazing to watch Eminem get so excited talking about Barry Sanders, Jeff Daniels talking about him as an artist. You know the way they describe him and the way they gush about his play tells you how big of an effect he had on the anyone who watched him play. And unfortunately, I mean, time moves on. We're now at a point where it's 25 years, you know, since he played, we're, we're, we're getting to that, that time where anyone under 35 probably doesn't really remember Barry Sanders. And when you watch the footage and pair it with the, the words of these people who saw it in real life, you realize why Barry Sanders was who he was the moves and the effect those moves had on fans at the time, I don't think we've seen since. I don't think there's been a player as electric in the National Football League since Barry Sanders left. There's been, of course, incredible players. But what he did over the course of a decade, game in and game out, making people miss and move the way he did, there just hasn't been a running back like that or a player like that um, you know, on the football field. And it's an incredible thing to hear from people who saw it. I think anyone under the age of 35 is going to learn about a player that they wish they saw. And anyone over the age of 35 is going to love reliving the, those days when they got to see Barry Sanders on Sunday. Not that anybody cares about my opinion in this, but I have one bone to pick with Barry Sanders. He was my running back on my fantasy team all those years ago, and it was an all-touchdown league. Barry Sanders was great between the fives, but not in the end zone. They would always give it to the fullback right after he'd go like an 80-yard run, and then they'd hand it off to the fullback for that one-yard carry. So other than that, and that's not his fault, he wouldn't get the ball on the goal line nearly as much as I wanted him to. But, you know, NFL Films doesn't get hundreds of Emmys without knowing when it's time to release uh, a great documentary. And so Bye Bye Barry comes out in the season where the Detroit Lions look like they're going to have their best season maybe ever when it comes to the this, this squad this year. Everybody loves the coach. Everybody loves the team. And I think everybody's rooting for the Detroit Lions. It's not just a Thanksgiving Day celebration anymore when it comes to the Lions. That went into the decision, I would imagine, to do this documentary as well. Uh, it was it was part of the decision. It was also uh, part luck. You know, I think we wanted to do this film because enough time had passed um, and we had just gotten done last uh, last preseason doing the Lions on Hard Knocks training camp show on HBO. Um, and people were just in love with the Lions before they really, you know, got to the to the top of the standings. They just loved who they were as a franchise. And those sort of things in in the television community matter. People just started talking about what else can we do with the Lions? Um, and we we had been working with Barry on this idea of revisiting his, his career and why he walked away and what he did when he walked away going to London. And so the timing was, was a little bit of happenstance, but also we knew we had something we could pounce on. Um, And it turns out to just be perfect timing. I mean, I don't know that there's a team that people enjoy watching right now in the NFL more than the lions 
And when you think historically, there's there is no lion player that's been more enjoyable to watch in the history of the franchise than Barry Sanders. So the two get to combine here and everybody who loves watching the lions is going to be exposed to the greatest lion of all time. So uh, we love that it's happening. We're big fans of the lions organization, big fans of Barry's and uh, you know, this, this coming release of the film paired with their Thanksgiving game, it, it just feels like, like a lion's holiday, you know, I think it used to be for a couple of years there that Thanksgiving was really about the lions and the Cowboys. And then it started sort of just being a, a bigger NFL initiative. I think, I think it feels to me like Thanksgiving with the lions is, is what everyone's going to love this year. And Barry's going to be part of it. I have to agree with you. And uh, Pat, Pat Doyle, my grandfather, uh, long gone, but uh, he was a big lions fan. And we would have them up for Thanksgiving, and that would be a big tradition, you know. With with my dad Spike and and Pap Pap, we we love, and uh, the whole family would enjoy uh, watching the Lions rooting for them. And I, I still to this day root for the Lions on Thanksgiving more than any other team, and and usually disappointed with the with the results. But I mean, now... they're not a team that people dislike. You, how do you dislike a team that has just been? blue collar trying for so many years to get to the top, you know, um, they're just that team. They, they're, they're just lovable. You want them to win. And and I hope they keep doing it. If you enjoy the 30 for thirties on ESPN, then you have seen the incredible work of Ken Rogers because he's been leading that project for so long, along with hard knocks. And we'll get to that in a, in a moment. But when we talk about these, 30 for 30 films in, in a very short period of time. You engage us, Ken, with some of the most interesting content. What's the magic behind Ken Rogers? What's what's in the eye? What's in the mind? Give us a little clue. It, it's, I, I will say it's not me. There's a lot of people uh, who do great work here. Um, and I happen to be out front on some projects, but the teamwork at NFL films has always been incredible. Steve Sable taught us that. So I don't know how to shoot a camera. I don't know how to mix audio. Um, I, I, I'm not the best editor here. I'm not even the best director. It's uh, it's, I like being a, a coach. I like putting the right people in the right position and working with a diverse group of young people who are bringing energy that, you know, Maybe I I used to have, but now that you know, I'm approaching 50, I, I, I like to put the teams together. I feel more like a coach than a quarterback these days. Um, and my uh, my secret to me goes back to my high school days in, in Woodbury, New Jersey. I was sort of the dumbest kid of the smart AP college course kids. So I didn't really fit in with them, but I was friendly with all of them. And I was the least athletic of all the jocks that I was on the wrestling team and stuff with. So I, I didn't, I wasn't one of the best of them, but I fit in with them well as, as well. And I always wondered why the two groups didn't get together. Cause I loved both of them. I thought, well, these, these guys are, and girls are great. These people are great. Why, why are they so divided? And I feel like I subconsciously I've discovered that I've, in my career tried to please both those groups. I try to make films that speak to sports fans that speak to, to guys and girls who just love great 
athletes and great sports and love the the actual sport, but there's a more intrinsically uh, humanitarian lens that I also look at films through and try to answer questions about who we are as a society, um, as, as a group of people, maybe sometimes as men. Um, my my latest 30 for 30 with Cortland Bragg here is on Reggie White, the Minister of Defense. And there we're looking at the role of religion. And so there's all these cultural things that I feel like, even if you're not a sports fan, you're going to find a story in there that speaks to you because you also wonder those things or you are involved in in those existential questions um, as just as a human. And I think a lot of people are one or the other as filmmakers. And um, I get to work with a bunch of people who see it my way and that we're going to try to please both people. You can be a sports fan and just love watching Barry Sanders because he's incredible to watch. At the same time, if you're not a sports fan, you're going to be able to watch this film and it's going to be a meditation on success. What does success mean? Does it mean what what you feel or do you buy into what society thinks you should do, which is keep playing? And, you know, um, when is enough enough? How much success is enough? And what do you do when you have social anxiety and you don't want to be the center of attention, which is what Barry Sanders was? So there's all these psychological questions that exist, even if you don't like football. To me, that's the secret to great filmmaking here at NFL Films is making it where there's something for everyone and not just for a small audience that might like this type of film or that type of film. That's why Ken Rogers is a perfect guest for sports gen because this show is based on those same principles if you're not a sports fan hopefully you're still watching the show because it's really to learn the ins and outs of, of of our guests so who gets more of the credit rutgers or usc when it comes to film tactics uh, that's a good question um i think i um i think i would give a little more credit to the filmmaking side of things uh at rutgers I think I learned how to to exist in a business world at USC Film School as a as a graduate school um, student at the Peter Stark Producing Program. Really learned how to have business maturity, which uh, which is really hard to do as a filmmaker. You want to fight everybody for your vision. You want to not give in. You want to you want to tell the executives at Company A or the coach at Team B that won't give you access. To, gosh darn it, don't you know? And you want to yell. But how you interact with people um, as an executive, as a leader, becoming a leader, I think I learned a lot at USC um, because it was that sort of um, interpersonal skill. In terms of storytelling, um, I, I have to say at Rutgers, I, there was a period there for several years where I watched every film that came out. All I did, instead of going out on Friday night was sit in my dorm room and watch movies. Um, and I, and I would hang out with people who loved movies and, and the secret there wasn't necessarily becoming, um, a great filmmaker yet. I think I learned that under Steve Sable here at NFL films, but what I became was a great film student. Um, and you, you need to learn the language of anything that you're going to do. Um, 
before you speak the language of any art form, you just have to be fluent at the language of how it works. You know, they say, if you want to write a novel, you have to read hundreds of novels. You can't just write a novel. You have to understand how novels work intrinsically in your head. And I think I learned that at Rutgers, just watching movie after movie after movie um, and falling in love with many different forms, including documentary films. And um, I became a filmmaker there and then learned how to make it in the business world that's required uh, really um, at USC. So I give both credit, but if you're talking about straight filmmaking, I give it to New Jersey. Even though he's a guru and gets to work in Mount Laurel on New Jersey with NFL films, there's one thing Ken Rogers can't control. That's injuries. Hard knocks does this wonderful season with the New York Jets. And a couple plays into the season, Aaron Rodgers suffers a season-ending injury. All that work, Ken. All that work. What was your reaction? Oh, uh, that was my reaction. Uh, I mean, it was it was it was really um, a difficult moment to. I mean, you you become fans of the people that you you cover. It, it's hard not to. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, to his credit, not to ours, you know, bore his soul and showed us who he was as a person through five weeks of hard knocks. And you realize, um, which is something we try to do in all of our films, that the the perception of him isn't the whole story, that there's it's he's a complicated person. And sure, there might be things you disagree with, but you can't deny also that, wow, he didn't become a great quarterback by being a a bad person. He's, he's a great teammate. He's a great leader. He's obviously a great athlete and you can't help but start cheering for him. And so our, uh, our hope, certainly not our expectations, not in the NFL, but our hope was that, Hey, this is going to be a story that we started off here with Aaron Rodgers coming to the jets and it's going to continue all the way, you know, deep into the playoffs. And this, we were in on the ground floor of this amazing story that's going to just take over the NFL this year because these guys are buying into what Aaron is selling. He's fitting in great. He's incredible. The defense is incredible. Combine the two, and boy, we're, we might see a really special team. And for and they're still they still have plenty of positives on their roster. But you lose an Aaron Rodgers after four plays, and you couldn't help but feel the the punch in your stomach. You couldn't, as a filmmaker, we just felt so bad. We felt, we felt bad. We felt, I think what some fans, certainly Jets fans felt, which is no, of all things, that's not what we wanted. Uh, You know, seeing, seeing what they were going to do with Aaron Rodgers was, was a promise almost. It was, it was, Hey, this is coming. And then, to not have that story told and not know what the Jets could be right now without with Aaron Rodgers, it, it sucks a lot of air out of you, you know, as just a fan of sports, just a fan of greatness, a fan of of competition. You know, they might maybe they wouldn't be much better with Aaron Rodgers, but boy, I'd like to see it. That's what I wanted to see. That's the story I was waiting for. So disappointment uh, on our part, really feel sad for um, for the loss. Um we're still cheering for them and cheering for him. And, 
you know, I don't think the story is any, anywhere near over uh, for Aaron Rodgers. So the story will still continue. I just hate that it had to had to go on hiatus, uh, you know, for a couple months. Yeah. Uh, unless you're really anti-Jets, I think everybody was so disappointed, especially when you see how great their defense is this year, to know what that team possibly could have done. What did you learn about Barry Sanders in this whole process that you really didn't know? I think um, what everyone will learn is what I learned, which is we were surprised by Barry and his personality. But if you really look closely, Barry was always the person that was going to walk away. I think by the end of the film, I realized, of course, Barry walked away. I was no longer surprised. This is a revelation of of a character, uh, of a personality, more than an event. The event, him walking away and going to London is sort of the is the hook. But the answer to that is looking at Barry. And when you see the things he did early in his life, early in his career, how he acted as a high school football player on the cusp of breaking records, how he acted on the night of winning the Heisman Trophy, how he acted his rookie season when he was close to to being the leading rusher of the year. There's all these instances throughout his career where if you looked closely, you would have expected Barry to walk away when he did. Um, so there's a great revelation here in a forgotten personality whose uh, identity was was really overtaken by his play his play was so loud and so incredible and so visceral to to watch that you didn't really pay pay much attention to the person and i think this is a great way to see barry as a person not the name on the back of a jersey not the hall of fame running back but as a person and i think that's something that we all need to be taught once in a while that these players are not just the athlete they're they're really deep seated personalities underneath the jersey their heart their soul their mind their emotions um and this is a great look at maybe the best running back of all time certainly one of the top five running backs of all time an all-time top 100 player of all time and even if you know all of the runs and how he moves, you'll be shocked at who he is as a person. And that that's what I learned is I learned who Barry Sanders was, not who uh, the running back was, but who the man is. And, and I, and I really came to love him. And I think, uh, I think everyone involved in the film feels the same way. And I think audiences are going to feel the same when they watch the film. I think before they started having those Heisman trophy commercials, and Barry's in uh, in a lot of them that you you kind of forget that he won the Heisman Trophy with Oklahoma State, you know, kind of improbable school to win uh, a Heisman Trophy for, but everybody knows him as as the Lions' great running back. Do you think maybe with those commercials and that he started to open up a little bit more and was a little more receptive to this idea? He seems to be. Uh, I don't want to speak for him, but yeah, I mean, I think when he won the 
Heisman and he beat out Troy Aikman. It's not like he was, you know, up against nobody. He beat Troy Aikman out for the, uh, for the Heisman. And, um, you know, uh, I think he was uncomfortable with the attention. I think he realizes today that that comes with gifts that, that the attention comes with the ability to do things for people. Um, it comes with, passing on a legacy to his sons. It comes with honoring the memory of his father. I think back then it was, well, I just want to play the game. You know, the game is what was important to him, not the accolades or the recognition. It was, it was the actual sport. He liked playing the sport. But now that the sport is gone and he no longer plays, I think there's a level of reflection that maybe we all get, you know, when we get into our 50s of, hey, this is nice to revisit. You know, I, I, I wouldn't want to go back. I'm happy where I am now, but at the same time, that was fun. That was, that was really great. And I might not have enjoyed the attention then, and I might not revel in it now, but now as an older man, I, I understand it. I, I understand that I did something special, that I was a special player. And um, he didn't, I don't think he had the, the hindsight while he was in the middle of it to understand what type of history he was making. He was really just a very simple, I'm, I don't know. I'm focused on running the ball. That's what I do. I run the ball. Understanding his place, his legacy in sports history is something he's embraced recently. And I think you really see it in this film at the end of the film. He um, he's in Detroit as his statue is unveiled at, out in front of Ford field. And it's an incredibly powerful moment of, of him being recognized by the fans that were once angry because he walked away. And you can tell on his face how appreciative he is that he is remembered. And um, I think we, we see a different Barry Sanders than he was when he was in the league. And it's, um, it's maybe a little bit of a meditation on all of us getting older and looking back at our, at our younger days and saying, you know, they, those weren't too bad. That was, that was enjoyable. You know, I didn't really appreciate it when I was going through it. And, um, and I think that's one of those things that whether you're a sports fan or not, you'll see in the film and appreciate. We certainly can appreciate the work of Ken Rogers, by the way, just to give you an example, you can tell I'm a Steelers fan, Al Davis versus the NFL 30 for 30. Can't, I couldn't pull away from it. Right. Our hated rivals in the 70s during the Super Bowl run were the Oakland Raiders, right? Couldn't pull away from that 30 for 30. It was so excellent. And that's just the touch of Ken Rogers on all he does. And so congratulations on Bye Bye Barry premiering November 21st exclusively on Prime Video. It's one you won't want to miss because you're going to find out why Barry Sanders walked away from the NFL before he broke all the records. Ken, always great to have you on the show. Thanks for being here and continued success. Oh, thank you. And I look forward to the next time. Sports Jam is a WBGO Studios production. You can hear all the past shows by going to WBGO.org slash Sports Jam or WBGO.org slash Studios. You can also find Sports Jam with Doug Doyle on the NPR list of podcasts or wherever you hear podcasts. Until our next Sports Jam session, I'll see you at the game.